A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and today I am reporting to you from work. I'm at work today because, yes, I am an actor, an improv actor, podcast host, etc., etc., but I also work in humanitarian work. I am the site manager for a testing site, a COVID-19 testing site, it's the same company I've worked for for a year, uh, off and on, and today we are in sort of a space that's the last of the testing. We can sense that they're wrapping it up, and we can sense that if things keep going on the trajectory we are going on, we are going to end up in an endemic space. Um, but this is not a podcast about the pandemic. This is a podcast about my personal life. In part of my humanitarian work, I have met many, many wonderful people in my time uh, doing this work, and I would just love to introduce you to some of them today because I'm here at work, and and, le- and let me be honest with you, I sort of ran out of time this week because I've had a lot of irons in the fire, so I thought, I'm going to take this podcast to work with me, and I'm going to have a conversation right where I'm at. So I'm on a parking lot. So if you hear some wind, if you hear some noise, if you hear some traffic, then that is what it is because the testing sites are set up in, you know, they're temporary sites that are set up on parking lots and in parks um, all over Los Angeles. Mine happens to be in a parking lot of a college campus. So first, I'd love to introduce you to actually my right-hand person. So when I first took this job, I was asked to appoint a an assistant manager, and I looked around, and it was pretty clear who I should pick from the get-go, and that is uh, who is now a dear friend of mine, Leslie, who happens to be, just like I'm an improv actor and podcast host and et cetera, et cetera, she's an opera singer, but also she's a world traveler. And when I say world traveler, I'll, I'll let her explain what that means because if you think you like to travel you don't even know the half of it when it comes to things that Leslie's done so without further ado welcome to Leslie hello I'm so glad to be here Kyle it is such a pleasure to be a part of your podcast thank you well and I will say that I'm glad you're seeing it happen in real time because I've been begging you to have a podcast for a few weeks now and I've been like let me show you how it's done on my end so yeah you are you know, you came to this job as an opera singer. During the pandemic, it was clear there weren't any positions for singing. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had come off of being a world traveler at the time. I had, uh, in 2019, finished up a four and a half year trek around the world on our uh, 42-foot sailing boat called Can Do. And I just want to stop and just reflect on that because I, I, I just... I don't know anybody, like, I don't know that it ever even occurred to me to travel around the world, literally just get in a boat and just head west and just like towards the horizon, (laughs) just not knowing what's out there. But that's what you and your family did. You, your husband and your two sons did that. And you started in what, 2014? 
2014? We started on my birthday, February 10th, 2015. Oh, wow. <laughs> on we, your birthday. <laughs> we left on my birthday, uh, Ventura Harbor, and started our our travels west, which is mm -hmm. key because the, the way that the winds work around the world, that is the direction to go. West. Right. Go west mm -hmm. because of the winds. Um, and, like, I, I want to have you back on this podcast at some point to talk about the duality of your life as an opera singer and also as a sailor. A pro I would say professional sailor. I mean, I you know, professional is one of those, I guess, subjective terms at times. And it's like, prof is professional mean you're an expert or does professional mean you get paid for it or you know but you you sailed around the world and that's uh, th some people who probably do get paid for sailing has never done that so i i would say you're a professional sailor <laughs> at this point it is true that uh, a lot of times i'll attribute professional to being paid for it and mm -hmm. we weren't paid for it we we subsidized it paid for it ourselves yeah um and it was uh, a long standing you know uh, prenuptial agreement mm -hmm. years and years ago that we decided we were going to save for this, prepare for it mentally, prepare our children for it. So you decided on the onset one day we're gonna we're gonna get in a boat and just go around the world and see the world with our children. That's right. That was that was the plan. So you, it wasn't something that sort of evolved and developed over time. You had that clear goal and you achieved it. We did. We didn't. Um, talk about it mm -hmm. to other people per se mm -hmm. uh, perhaps with the family because Eric's uncle was the kind of the patriarch sailor yeah. of the family and so that was an understanding with, mm -hmm. with him um, and he ended up being our shipwright helping us get our boat prepared can yeah. do ready because that's it. a I mean that's a long that's a because I guess I assume that you you sailed to Hawaii first is that right <laughs> Eric did when he was a young boy mm -hmm. 14 my husband Eric uh, he and his uncle, uh, sailed across the Pacific to Hawaii and back. And when I was uh, just meeting Eric, mm -hmm. he sailed to the Marquesas and then to Hawaii. And then I joined him in Hawaii. We sailed around the Hawaiian Islands. And I learned what that would be like cruising. Mm -hmm. And had you had any experience sailing before you met Eric? I had done a lot of you know, motorboating mm -hmm. on the Delta in Northern California, but I sort of, so, sort of just the recreationally, like everybody else does, kind of yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I, but I was kind of my parents trained me to be, you know, a camping mm -hmm. uh, yeah. advocate. That kind of, I mean, certainly sailing. I would call lamping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little bit more luxurious than a tent. Yeah. But it's still camping. Right. You still have to sort of create yourself out there in the wild. So yeah, so you just decide. So that is that the first leg of your trip when you go around the world, California to Hawaii, and then look out what's next. That wasn't our trajectory, mostly because our uh, that takes you um, a little bit too north, and then you to get from Hawaii to the Marquesas is is against it's contrary to winds. Oh. So what we did was we went south. Um, to Mexico and jumped off at the Bay of Banderas, Puerto Vallarta area, and and then we made our way to the Galapagos because that was on my bucket list. That yeah, that's a that's a big one. I want to go there, but I don't know that I want to sail there. No, I, think I wouldn't I'm recommend just gonna, it. I'm just gonna <laughs> fly right in. Yeah, um, it's a, it was a pretty nasty sail just because um, you hit the doldrums and right. then you have to motor most of it. Oh wow! And we almost ran out of fuel. We were probably thirty minutes away from losing. Well, using all of our fuel. 
So, and it's that story that, like, makes me know that I'm like, I'm not going to spend too much time on your trip around the world today because I'm like, I've got so many follow-up questions and I keep my show at an hour and I'm like, this is going to be an hour worth of questions for me. But just know, listeners, she's coming back to talk about this because I really, really want to suss this out and just get into the psychology of what makes you want to, I mean, I kind of think about it, but what, the psychology of what makes you want to travel around the world, but I think I kind of get that we all look for that adventure in our life, or we should be looking for that great adventure in our life. Um, but you also were, before this pandemic and in your life, you were just a professional opera singer as well. I was. I trained. And I guess still are. You I know. Yes, I still sing. I don't consider myself a, um, a professional in the sense where I have to make money doing it yeah. now. Um, I do it for the joy of singing mm-hmm. and the love of art in opera. And I've heard you sing a beautiful piece uh, here on site. And I was it was, th- it was thrilling to just be able to see art come to life right here on this parking lot. And um, so what I want to pivot from there to your experience of the pandemic, because I we are a team where I'm an improv actor and we have you who's um, an, uh, who is a um, opera singer. And we have somebody here who is going to be on the show today who is uh, was an executive at ABC Disney. And then I've got uh, several engineers and and um, and Danny's a musician and. And Caleb's a musician. And we have just all these random, different careers that come here. And we come here and do the exact same thing, which is help test people for COVID-19 and and really try to help this part of our, our little corner of the world get back on its feet after a two-year pandemic. What was your experience when the pandemic, you know, sort of erupted in 2020? I think for a greater number of us, it was... A sense of, oh, well, this is unfortunate that our lives are going to be upended by our health, Mm -hmm. but we need to really look at it seriously. And then when it continued to linger, uh, or we, you know, continued to get bigger, Mm -hmm. um, it was a question of, well, what I wanted to do was maybe get back into music wasn't going to be a reality. How can I help and put my... my foot forward to end and heal mm-hmm. end the pandemic pandemic and heal the the our nation yeah so i initially i didn't get involved because we were nervous about the ramifications of coming down with covid but right as we were able to get vaccinations um i wanted to get in get yeah. my get my hands dirty as they say and i applied i found out that um this organization was hiring and I wanted yeah. to be a part of it. And you know, it's interesting because um, I, I I tell people, you don't often get to tell yourself and your people around you, I saved the world. I was part of a team that saved the world. And we really were because a lot of us out here have done vaccines as well as testing. And I, I, I felt like we were saving the world when we were vaccinating our, our city. And then now I do feel like it's a little less dramatic but we are helping our city get back on its feet by doing this um but yeah the art of of the interruption to artists was real because i remember at our church that i go to 
we were talking about getting back in person and this and that, you know, the semantics of all that. And they were like, well, we're not going to have a choir. And I was like, oh, we're not going to have a choir. And they're like, no, they will not let these melodic COVID cannons come back in here. They're, that's all they do is sing and spread their voice. And and on that beautiful voice is carried the, the pandemic that's killing people. So for now, there's no singing. So, yeah, all of us artists just kind of had to find other passions. And I think a lot of us did find passion for humanitarian work. And that's that's beautiful. It was beautiful. It still is beautiful. I, I feel like um, there is a sense of fulfillment in the work that I do to this day, yeah. even though it's, you know, and happily, the the demand for testing is in the last couple of weeks has has de- diminuted enormously. Mm-hmm. And that's great news. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to um, I've had plenty of time to think about what are my next steps of moving on to, you know, with all of the traveling and all of the studying that I've done, why not pass on some of that knowledge to the young people? So I'm looking into um, teaching for sure. I've been teaching online yeah. um, music, but it's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love to sort of, um, I, I could, I would be remiss to have a podcast but with you on it and not acknowledge this, that you and I sort of bonded pretty quickly over spirituality and just not even really like, purposefully just sort of it just kept coming up in conversations and as we sort of feel felt each other out or feel filled each other out (laughs) um we we kept saying oh this is we kept thinking oh this is a safe space to sort of say more and say more and then we realized oh we're pretty much on the same page on a lot of issues of just the energy we put out into the world and how we navigate this world with positivity and you know we don't let you know don't let the naysayers you know, have too much power, power and in a platform within our own lives. Um, what was, what was your journey through that to, to really just want more for yourself from, you know, in a spiritual way? The crazy thing about my spiritual trajectory, I lived in a church in college. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, found my voice in church as a singer. Yeah. I used to be an assistant pastor singing the liturgy and I just loved it because I felt like I tapped into a resource far greater than I could ever find on my own. And over the years it is I've sung in many churches professionally, Mm -hmm. um, leading the choirs and sung a massive number of spiritual works, oratorios. And every time I sing those things, including the Verdi Requiem with my opera singers at Los Angeles Opera, it's it's been extraordinary. I am now looking even deeper Mm -hmm. into all of that. I don't consider it a hobby. It's it's a, a my spiritual journey that I intend to embrace continue to embrace daily mm-hmm. and I find it in music but I find it um in meditation yeah. and and eating properly and all those things well and I love that about you because you're I'd, I won't say woman of a certain age or this or that but you you are a full-fledged adult you're not in a space where you're you know post-college or anything you have children you have a husband and it's just inspiring to see somebody who is a full-fledged adult who's lived a a full life but also has much more life ahead because you're not old and it's it's just wonderful to see somebody still doing that 
at your age. And, and, you know, it inspires me to just be like, you can, you learn until you're dead. You learn until you're dead. What is that great um, phrase that boxers use that used to be on ad? Um, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, sleep when I'm dead. That's it. Well, listen, I am so glad you came and I'm going to have you back. But I'm going to see who else is walking around here on this site because we got uh, got a lot of people here today that I want to talk to. Sounds great. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Leslie. Kyle. Well, and as Leslie is walking away, I have another guest <laughs> walking up. And so I sat her down, and here we are. Um, Shauna, hello. Hello. So you are um, one of our newbies because a lot of us out here – We've been with this company several times, fall, you know, start and stop. Mm-hmm. You're brand new. This was your first tri- trip with the company mm-hmm. to do, because we did testing and then vaccines, and now we're doing testing again. And um, and we were just talking, I was talking to Leslie a minute ago about humanitarian work and the stuff we're doing. What made you want to get involved in testing? Was it just was it just a job, or was it like, oh, that's something I can help with? Oh, I think it was kind of both, because one of my friends, he used to work here, and, you know, he said he had a good time, I guess, helping people. Mm-hmm. But I guess as far as for me, um, I enjoy helping people as well. You mm-hmm. know, it's a good feeling to give back, and it's been a crazy two years, yeah. so why and, not, you know? And, you know, I, I feel like now we're really helping the community get back on its feet and be able to go back to work and go back to fun and mm-hmm. and do that. But um, you actually came here. You're you're here with your boyfriend. Yeah. Y'all both work <laughs> together. And I was just, I, I love that. Like, I think everybody knows at this point that it's kind of sick how obsessed with you in no way I am. <laughs> because y'all are just, you're, first of all, you're the most beautiful couple. Oh, thank you. And um, y'all have so much fun. Like, you just, y'all are both just joy. Um, what did the pandemic look like for y'all? Cause y'all been together for five years, right? Yeah, we were together for, we've been together for five years. Um, and you've lived together the whole pandemic, right? Yes. So, so. yeah, we were quarantined together. Um, nothing's changed. I feel like, you know, we are just, when we're together, it's just, you know, it's fun. It's, we've been through a lot of hard times, I guess in the past five years, yeah. but, um, I guess we got, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a weird crazy right Right. but But i don't think you make it to forever without having if you make it to forever without having any hard times Mm -hmm. your life must be very boring you know what i mean it's like you want to go you want to have the bad so you can appreciate the good even better exactly and you know so what did what kind of stuff did y'all do in quarantine we we drank a lot (laughs) you know listen um, tell the truth at this table okay yeah like drinking i mean like i we did drink a lot. I tried to like find good like good hobbies to find, mm-hmm. but it's just like damn, like what are you supposed to do like, right. at home like, all day? I, I had a lot I had several false starts with some hobbies. Like I bought this kit to crochet yeah. the dolls of the Golden Girls and then I pulled it <laughs> out and I'm like, This looks hard and it's still in the box to yeah. this day. I don't I didn't do it. But I did we did um me and Ethan did a lot of projects. Like we went through and watched we're we're still in that project. We're watching every single Disney movie ever made, mm-hmm. like okay. from the from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to the movies that are now coming out on Disney Plus. We were watching everyone. We're we're in the fifties right now. We're doing it in chronological order. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah. as far as like, I mean, we watch Netflix, but there's mm-hmm. only so much movies that you can watch, right? And like shows, and I'm like, damn, so. like I'm so tired of like looking at my screen. But 
honestly it was just and then of course like trying to incorporate exercise somewhere oh wow you see and that was probably something we all (laughs) missed like i gained so much weight and lost weight and gained weight and lost weight but i just i didn't maintain where i was before the pandemic but everybody listening to my show knows what i've been through my dad died and it was Mm -hmm. it got fired and it was a whole lot like it was there was a lot going on during the pandemic that had nothing to do with the pandemic, too. So right. did you have any of those moments? Uh, my father passed away during the really? pandemic. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. I th- I'm just learning this now. Yeah. That's interesting. I try not to talk about it, but um, yeah, yeah it's, it was a rough... It was in the beginning of um, quarantine, so it was April of 2020 that he passed away. Really? See, yeah. mine was September of 2020, so and it, yeah. his had nothing to do with COVID. It was with COVID. Oh, he died of COVID. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's that's hard. And people like I explain because I tried to explain to people because the grief of that is mm-hmm. just like a journey all its own that yeah. you just can't explain it to people until they you know, it's like until it's they've been just through it. weird mm-hmm. the, the way that it shows up in your life. Right. And and I, I always described it um, in Harry Potter. You remember after the fourth book, spoiler alert, after, <laughs> after the fourth one, when he watched somebody die. Yeah. And then the next year he came to school and he saw the Thestrals and mm-hmm. the whole time he thought they were just carriages magically driving, but it, it was actually pulled by invisible animals that you can't see unless you've seen somebody die. Mm-hmm. I was, I said, that's what it sort of feels like. You just can't explain what, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you see the world differently after you lose your dad. Yeah. And that's why, um, you know, also working here, it's like helping out you know yeah. ironically working at a COVID site but yeah, um, that's yeah it was a it was a hard it's still hard you know yeah. it's it just kind of feels unreal like sometimes right. it takes me a while to like process it or mm-hmm. like think about it you know but like I have this little pendant with that we got with my dad's fingerprint on it mm-hmm. that the funeral home did and, and I wear and I always wear that when on important days like I had a I had a job interview yesterday mm-hmm. and I put that on, you know, I want my dad with me. Right? And, I, and I was just looking at it and I, and I still to this day, almost, you know, a year and a half later, I'm like, how are you dead? Like, right? how is that even possible? Like, jeez, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's weird. And, you know, I'm like a big thing on angel numbers. Like, really? I always see like angel numbers, like four, four, four is like my favorite angel number to see. So I always feel like. When I look at the clock and mm-hmm. it's like four, 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 I'm like, oh, that's, like, that's my dad. You feel, yeah. you feel him there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I and my and my dad shows up in my life. I was, I was saying, I think I was telling you this. He, I just start say, like things come out of my mouth that mm-hmm. he would say, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like yesterday, it was so cold, and my dad used to say, my God, it's cold as a witch's titty, and I was, <laughs> and I was like, why did you just say that? I was like, I guess my dad showed up today. I don't know, but yeah. Um, what did um. What did you do before the pandemic? What was your job, your sort of life I just arrangement? Worked, I worked as a cashier at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was in school still. Um, and then when I was, you know, when the pandemic happened, I transitioned from, you know, Zoom. I was yeah. on Zoom school. So and then, of course, my uh, I was laid off. And then I realized I was like, I don't know if I want to go back to that job. Yeah. Even if, you know, things go back to normal well and especially since your dad died like yeah. this whole co- this covid thing taught everybody that like i don't think i'm gonna do anything i don't want to do right and then when and then if you've lost somebody in it you're like mm-hmm. whatever i'll figure it out yeah, yeah like you realize that you can figure out anything like we used mm-hmm. to be afraid to leave jobs because we need that money and 
now we're just kind of fearless and yeah. like losing your parent mm-hmm. at a at a young age makes you sort of fearless you're I just actually like, didn't whatever. go back to work for like a really really long time i yeah. would say like almost a year because you know of course there was un- unemployment but that wasn't yeah. the reason like i was like oh like i really want to go back to work it was just like mentally Mm -hmm. physically emotionally it was just like really hard just to go back to normal well and i think we just sort of we learn to be more thoughtful about everything we do and it's like if it's not for me it's not for me right and you there is power in having a life you actually want not just kind of getting through it Mm -hmm. and and i don't know you and you and no way now knowing all that i know it's just like wow y'all are a strong Mm -hmm. couple yeah but you also asked me or i guess no way did the other day um, sort of, cause I told I was telling him that we've been together for 12 years, me mm-hmm. and my partner. And he's like, how do you do it? And it was just, it was kind of heartwarming to just see a young couple, you know, ask for advice to, yeah. cause you want to, you want to make it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. really, you got to just think about, do I want to have these fights with that person or this person? Right. <laughs> cause you're going to fight, you're mm-hmm. going to love it. You're going to make up, you're going to have fun and inside jokes and yeah. you know, but we've been through so much yeah. and like go sh- you know 5 years seems like a long time but it if it goes by so fast as yeah. well so we've been through so much so I'm like why would I want to go through something like that again with somebody else you know Well and I told Fran the other day she said Fran's another lady who's going to be on the show in a little bit um uh, she was just like, y'all have been together 12 years. She goes, it doesn't seem like y'all are going to break up. I said, because over my dead body, <laughs> will someone else reap the benefits of all the work I did on that man? Right. <laughs> like, like, you're not going to get the best of him when I was the one who created that. Exactly. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Noe's the same way. I We <laughs> we built our life together. So mm-hmm. we're going to stay here and reap the benefits of all that we've sown. Exactly. So, and I hate that he's not here today. He's at college I today. Know. He's in class. He's about to graduate with his engineering degree. And yes. I've never met a man smarter on his feet. <laughs> like he he just, w- Leslie, the, she was just on. Mm-hmm. She has this phrase called see a need, fill a need. Uh-huh. And that's Noe. Yeah, it is. Noe. I always call him Noe. Noe. No, I always yeah, call him Noe. Yeah, it's either or. <laughs> or Diana, who's not here anymore. She used to call him Noel. Noel. <laughs> so I was like, there's no L in his name. It's no, N-O-E. No, he has a very unique name. Noe. I like it though. Mm-hmm. Noe. Um, but, but yeah, that's him mm-hmm. to a T. He, he's like, here, we could just do it like this. And I'm like, that's so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he, yes, he's the brains. He's, and I'm the beauty. That's what that's, I say. That's <laughs> what it is. Yep. Uh, but he's, he's very handsome too. He is. <laughs> like he's kind of, that's actually a plus. No, y'all okay. are both kind of <laughs> devastatingly handsome and Aww. beautiful. It's, it's weird, Thank but you. I'm like, this is not a real couple. Um, I imagine what our kids will look like. They're going to be beautiful kids. I hope good so. luck to, you know. God willing. Good, good luck to that generation because <laughs> you're, you're not going to have a more beautiful child than Noah oh, and Shauna's. Thank you. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do after this? Because, I mean, we're, we're kind of wrapping this up. We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing that this is going into an endemic space. And right. And everything. What do you, what do you think your future plans are for yourself? Um. So I did just graduate from CSUN. So I want to. I guess I want to put my degree to use somehow. I either want to work like for a school or uh, maybe for the government. Maybe I don't and know. And what's your degree in? Sociology. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you should go into the government and yeah. figure out their sociology right? situation. Something of that sort. But of course, if not, like if I'm not feeling it, which yeah. I can do something else. Mm-hmm. There's so much things I, I want to do. I love that. Well, yeah. you're young and, you yeah. know, you got the world ahead of you. Well, I see Fran coming. <laughs> so I'm going to put her on the mic and let you get back to what you were doing. Okay. But thank thanks you. for coming on the show. Thank you for having I me. Love that my, I love that I can have my people <laughs> on because I just love that I get to introduce to my listeners the 
people that I spend all my days with. Right. So thanks. I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hi, friend. Good morning, Kyle. Well, I've recruited you. I've got everybody on my podcast today because I was telling at the top of the show, I um, I just ran out of time this week to plan for a mm-hmm. podcast. And so I was like, I think I'm going to put my people on. And, of course, you and I, we, um, we've had many conversations on this parking lot. Yes. Um, so you are, I'll tell people, you're from, you are an executive for ABC. ABC Disney, yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, so you kind of retired from that job and uh-huh. transitioned into humanitarian work, which is fantastic. Yes. That was my plan when mm-hmm. I retired. Yeah. Oh, that was your plan. Yeah. Oh, it, wow. I didn't retire with the intention of not doing anything. Yeah. I retired with the Well, you're intention. young. You're still young. That would yeah. be weird. I like to, to just, think so. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would be weird to just sit yeah. at home and, you know, put your hair up in curlers no. and... Get that little daffodil. What is it? The, the the haircut that old ladies used to have that looks oh, like a buffant? daffodil. Yeah, the, the buffant haircut. Yeah. No, no, no. That would not be me. No, no. Yeah. Um. But no, it, it was my intention. I've always felt that I've been very lucky, very blessed. Yeah. To have what I've had in my life. So now it's time for me to try to give some of that back. I love that. I mean, you were talking um, that you do some work um, with. Um, activist groups for, with addiction and, and yes. stuff like that but then when the co- when covid hit you sort of pivoted to this work to uh-huh. to help bring a, you know bring the community back to its feet yeah ex- exactly i did, i felt like there was nothing more important mm-hmm. to do right now yeah. than, than this work and how long have you been with the company um i it's been almost a, a year i i started in september of 21 oh, so did you? where are we now to, We're in yeah the- February of 22. Yeah. Yeah. So, so over a year. Wow. So it was 20, 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or was it 2020 of September that you started? I'm sorry. It was 2020. That's Because yes. I thought you'd been here I'm since... Ro- sort, yes. You've been here since uh, the, early the, days the of this company. The calendar is blurring in my, in my brain. <laughs> because you yes. were here... Um, it was September of 20. Yeah. So you were about a year and a half yes. you've been with the company. Uh-huh. And you started when it was testing. And then you were part of the team that pivoted to... Uh, vaccines and then sort of we pivoted back to testing because I always reminded our team that um, that uh, we are here because the medical facilities in this community was overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. once they get back to a place where they can handle it we'll go away from this work and you know pivot to something else if you're gonna remain a humanitarian right Um, and yeah you've been through You've been through. You've been with this company through every iteration and every sort of a, a high and low of COVID. Um, yep. Yep. Through through the, the worst of it. And the odd thing about this job is, um, you know, it's the yin and the yang. It's, yeah. You, you want to keep your job. It's wonderful. We right. love what we do. But on the other hand, we know that when we go away and yeah. these jobs go away, that's a good thing. And you know, people that worked with our company, they, they sort of grappled with, you know, getting paid to do humanitarian work. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I just, I think it's great that we can get paid to do humanitarian mm-hmm. work because I mean, if, if they didn't pay us, we wouldn't be here to do it because we have to keep working yeah. and make that money. So it is important that we do get paid mm-hmm. because that allows us to actually do the work. Exactly. Because if we only relied on volunteers, 
there would be huge gaps in the workload. And, yeah, and I think so. getting a, getting paid to do it allows us to actually just be committed to the work mm-hmm. in do a way it, that you couldn't as a volunteer. Yeah, and, and do it with peace of mind. Yeah, the, the exactly. The bills are getting paid. My, mm-hmm. Myself and my family are going to be okay. Right. And I can do this great work at the same time. And, you know, I, I, I'm consciously not naming the company and this and that because I don't want anybody to think that we're out here speaking on behalf of that company. But we are a, a you know a humanitarian company that was started by someone pretty famous and mm-hmm. yada yada. Um, but yeah, it's just been wonderful to see all the different people that come together because there's no world, there's no situation in this world other than this world pandemic Mm -hmm. that would have put me and you on the same parking lot side by side. I don't think And we're we're working with actors and musicians Mm -hmm. and opera singers and people from so many walks of life that right. I, I agree my my path and their paths would not have crossed yeah. if not for this and you know and it's interesting because like Leslie who was on at the top of the show I met her husband the other day and we heard their stories and I met your son mm-hmm. Trey mm-hmm. and you know I'm, I'm hearing all about his life and, and everything and He's incredibly handsome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Just so you know. But he, he gets that from his father. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he has a very beautiful mom, too. Oh, thanks. Um, but above all else, he's just, he seems like such a wonderful guy. Like, he, he just seems has, so nice. Yeah, he's he's become a, a an amazing young man. Yeah. I'm proud of him. I'm proud and of him. And what did your life look like before COVID? Like, when did you retire? Right at that time. Really? I, I literally retired. My last day of work with ABC was on April 3rd. Wow. And I think it was mid-March that everything had yeah, shut down. Yeah, so you down. had already, you were with Disney or ABC um, sort of for about three weeks <laughs> in the shutdown before you yeah, were just like, and that out. was and that was a very interesting three weeks because at, at, at the time of the shutdown, um, we worked in an office place, a typical corporate office, Yeah. and everybody was sent home. You know, take your paperwork, take your laptops, we're working from home. But because I was going to be retiring in two or three weeks, it didn't make a whole lot of sense for the for them to get me all set up at home. Yeah. So I continued to go into the office. So and you I were was there the all only, by yourself. Yeah, and it was because we were an office place of 30 or 40 people working as a team and it was just me for those last few weeks which was very eerie and and strange and odd and creepy and sad and um not the way i thought i would go out into my retirement but that was the way of the world at that time yeah well i mean and that's interesting that i guess it sort of left you with a feeling of i have to um i have to do something Yes. Because you you just you sort of pivoted alone and left the office alone. You didn't have the send off in the office that you'd probably had a cake and all that. And yeah, it was a Zoom. Well, and <laughs> it you was know, a Zoom party. Was it really? Had, and, yeah, and yeah they did a Zoom party. You know, and I I've grappled with that. Like we just have to look and and let the uniqueness of our situation that happened during COVID be that and just be mm-hmm. you know a situation. You retired in COVID, and not many people do that. Yep. But um. But yeah, like what kind of stuff do you did you do when when COVID shut everything down and you were just at home before you started? Because yeah, well, you had April to September mm-hmm. was not doing 
I, whole, I, this stuff. Yeah, I definitely struggled for the first few months. Yeah. Um, you know, I did my at-home workouts and my yeah. yoga, and my kids were home. One of the blessings, mm-hmm. of the, or the silver linings, I guess, of the whole thing was that summer I got to spend so much more time with my college-age children yeah. than I would normally have been able to because they were all home from so school. So all these families that were saying this time that we just was laid in our laps mm-hmm. with our whole family, you actually experienced that. Yes, and so probably, that was nice. Did that you play was really Games and, and yeah, you know, yeah, have we great did conversations. Thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. I love that. And yeah, yeah, we 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 had some good quality time together. Mm-hmm. But I always I, I was trying to figure out what do I want to do for me and for yeah. myself to feel purposeful and useful. I mm-hmm. needed that. Um, and I did some work with our local food bank. Um, for quite a while during the summer and then discovered this opportunity that September and it was just I felt like this is perfect yeah this is, this is where the universe well and you really me. did I mean you're you just took to it like to a fish to a water like you 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 really love the work I, I can do. tell out here that you love the work and I love that I've gotten to meet you and become friends with you and me too it's and been stuff great. so it's been, and yeah. and you know let me sort of help lead the team and mm-hmm. and everything so yeah it's been an, it's been an amazing experience well what's what's next for you if 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 for say this this job sort of dissolves because mm-hmm. we're getting to the endemic and we don't really need to be here in this capacity anymore what do you think will be the next step um i have a few thoughts I, I, again i sort of feel like if i just let it go and let the universe play mm-hmm. out the way it's supposed to that's worked for me before so yeah. i'm thinking well, that that couldn't work again well that's what shauna uh, shauna was just on and she she was just like we're we're just so calm the, mm-hmm. what what is supposed to be will come yeah and i, that, feel, I feel that, that way, way. Mm-hmm. so yep that's well, that's how I feel in my heart as well. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, Is there anything welcome. else you want to say? What do you think about about, you know, <laughs> being on a podcast and all that? Well, this is a first for me. This has been fun. I feel very special. <laughs> well, it, you really are special to me. I like feel I very love special. this this group of people that I cuz I was I was assigned to work here and they were like, "Here's your team." And mm-hmm. I was just like, "I I got very lucky with this team. I really really care for this pe- these people and I love that group. I get to come to this parking lot and do my days with you guys." So, I never thought I could have so much fun being outside on a parking lot, going to the bathroom in a porta potty right? all day long. Yeah, one of <laughs> yes. our one of our teammates we dropped their bones. phone in a port in the porta potty and uh, I was like, "Let it go. Just go get a new one." Everyone's nightmare. <laughs> it was everyone's such a, nightmare. It's awful. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to the All work. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. Well, thanks for coming on. It's and been a lot of fun. Thank this you. Will be, this will be on tomorrow, so I'll I send can't the link. Wait. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> and I snatched my next victim. Hello. You can take your mask off if you want. We're sitting far enough away. Okay. And we're outside. Do you want me to plug in? No, you don't have to. Okay. You're good. You sound good. Nice. How you doing, Charlie? Good. How you doing? The wind's picking up. I can hear it in my in my earphones, but Uh-oh. it's fine. Okay. These are good mics. Yeah. Uh, you are here on my show. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about you. Tell me what was going on in your life before COVID. Before COVID, I was um, doing comedy stuff. So doing like writing, acting, improv, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, That's how we bonded over out here on the on the parking lot. Yeah, is because we both realized we're improv actors. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And you were at the Groundlings. I was taking classes kind of everywhere. Or UCB too. Groundlings, UCB. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, a little bit of everything, and then you 
did your stuff in New York. I did. I was I was at the Magnet Theater in New York, and I also studied at Hudson Valley Improv. So, yeah. Uh, but out, since we've been here on the parking lot, you've been doing auditions. You've been going back to auditions. You got some callbacks. You even booked a gig. Yeah. That you were just like. You were, you you had the same conversation that every actor has <laughs> of like uh, it was shit I didn't I didn't book it and I'm like I bet you did and you're like nah and then you did and well, I was like because you always think you suck and and I just went on an audition and I was like I suck and then I got a call back and so right you know it's it's the nature of the beast you just don't know what they're looking at when they see you <laughs> yeah I mean I used to like always think that I had not gotten it and then I would get it and then recently it was just. I really felt not confident. I, yeah. I was like, no, I know these are not okay. I'm warming back up to it. And then yeah. it, it's worked out, which is good. Well, are you at a point now where you can just kind of go in there, do your thing, whatever your thing is, and leave it on the table and then yeah. walk and then go to lunch and not really think about it again? No, I definitely think about it. Do you? Um, like I had one a couple months ago where at the end of it, I got sent back into like a Zoom waiting room. Yeah. And I set up like to myself, I was like, well, that was awkward. I mean, like that was bad. You didn't get that one. And then I just heard the audition host being like hey charlie you're still on and i was like oh no oh my Cause god because it, it just kind of like and i was like <laughs> okay sorry and then i just she was like but you can go and then i like slowly close the laptop shake like so it's so she's with, like you can go well no she because you know they they send you back out there to be like they might want to call you back in oh yeah yeah so then she was like oh no but they don't need you back. and but i was like she heard me say did you, well did you get the you didn't get the job or you did? I don't think so. I don't. Think <laughs> oh, you're so. still waiting. You're still yeah. sort of waiting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, and you know, and that's the nature of Hollywood is if you don't get a call, you pr- you they'll call you if they need you. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, well, I'm still waiting. Yeah. There's a few jobs from years ago. I'm still waiting to hear from. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, but you when you came from Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. And how long have you been in L.A.? Uh, six years. Actually, six almost years. seven years, which is crazy. Yeah, that's that, that's a that's a good chunk of time. And yeah, it does not feel like. And it. were you? Did you have a job before COVID started that was just sort of like a regular bread and butter, no. pay your bills job, or were you kind of making your money acting? Somewhere in between. Definitely wasn't making a ton of money acting. Yeah, but was doing stuff like script coordinating and yeah, working in writers. Well, rooms. and that's yeah. I mean, we all have the you know day jobs ish. Yeah, you know, and, and working in the business and you know. It is. It's just the nature of what we're doing. Um, but what made you decide to come do humanitarian work? Um, initially, I, well, I honestly really needed work and was terrified to do it. Not to not to do humanitarian stuff, but because it was. I started here when it was pretty early in the pandemic. So you were here when it was testing, and we really didn't know a lot. Like yeah. we were, because that's that's what we forget. We've we've adapted so fast in COVID. I know it's been two years, and it's been eternity of just being in this mess. But also two years to learn everything that we've learned is pretty quick. Because Super we were, quick. we had no idea what no. was going on. We were, like I remember in the early days with this company, they were like, "You cannot wear short sleeves because mm-hmm. you might be able to get COVID through your skin." Mm-hmm. And so it was just scary. A little bit. Yeah. And I'm naturally pretty anxious and yeah, uh, whatever. I'm finding that out about you. Like, <laughs> you. You seem like such a confident guy. And like, I guess because we literally bonded over improv mm-hmm. and there's nothing but confidence in improv. And that's or, why a lot of us do it. it. Yeah. You know, it. You, 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 you do. You just you, you have okay. to be fearless, at least in that moment to do improv. And that's that's why a lot of us do it, because mm-hmm. it's like 
there, look at us. So I just always thought you were just this swagger of a guy. And, and, and I appreciate it. And you're I, like, I have crippling anxiety. And I'm like, I don't see that for you. Yeah, it's it's ex- <laughs> it's years of expertise of burying it. Right. Uh, and, and, also, and, I, and I joke, but like, you know, coping with it. But I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm surprised that I started doing this when I did because I was so afraid of COVID. But it, 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 the reason I'm back is because it, it was so amazing to like yeah. be there when people were getting vaccinated and people were mm-hmm. crying. Uh, people were, I mean, you saw all these different signs of people being vulnerable yeah. and scared of all age. Like I've, I've seen a 60 year old man. His wife was like holding him in her arms because he was so scared. You know, you're, yeah. you saw a lot of sides of people. It was really, really amazing. Well, so. and two coming out here when we were doing vaccines, cause I was at Dodger stadium mm-hmm. and you were here where we're at now. Cause this site we're at sort of reopened for, you know, because it's just an opportune place to open a site. And, um, and like some of the people when, when they came out to get vaccinated, that was their first like conversation with a stranger in over a year. I didn't even think about that. And I was just like, and they, they were kept like, it was hard to hold. Sorry. There's somebody running. (laughs) I'm like, I hope somebody, there's a guy running. I don't, and I'm, I'm the site manager. I should know why he's running. I think he's running to the bathroom. Oh, I think that's what he did. He ran to the bathroom. Well, well. Yeah. More power to you. Please don't pee on the toilet seat. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it was just interesting to see that people were just like, I haven't talked to anybody. And you could tell no yeah. one, they hadn't talked to someone in a year. I was oh, like, yeah. you're going very rapidly into this conversation. And I was like, I don't <laughs> even know you. <laughs> so Yeah, a lot of isolation. A lot of, which we also, I think, underestimated. I mean, obviously on social media and all this stuff, you saw people reflecting that. Right. Um, but it, I think it kind of went under the radar, the level to which mental health was affected. Well, I think we just, we're just a resilient people and Mm -hmm. I think we're going to like, we just got through it quickly. We get through things quickly and then we sort of examine it later. And Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be unpacking these last two years for a while, either with our therapist on TV shows, on podcasts, somehow we're just going to be like. God, we lived through that. Yeah, we didn't. We, and <laughs> so. we didn't really reflect because there wasn't really a finish line that we reached Mm-mm. where um, I'm trying to think of, I guess with polio, where it's like we've yeah. eradicated this. And then there's kind of that looking back, you know, here's the anniversary of the day that yeah. it ended. There, it's We're still kind of in it. Yeah, we're in it. And it's going to probably closure. be endemic like the flu. And, right. And we're just going to have to, I mean, but that that is going to be an interesting thing when we're just like, I remember when there was no COVID in the world, you know, know. there's, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know the history of the flu, but at some point there was no a time when people were like, there's, I remember when we didn't have to worry about the flu, you yeah. know, and now we do forever, I guess, until they come up with a cure, but the flu is always evolving. So, right. so I guess COVID will too now at this point. I but, guess that's what they, but yeah. Um, do you have any plans for after we're done after? with our humanitarian work? I don't know. Not really. I mean, continue, I guess, the creative pursuits yeah. and warming. Do you feel more invigorated from it? From? From from being through what we've been through, do you feel like you pivot towards a more, even more creative and more bold space for your creativity? No. I, it, 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 I was. <laughs> I set you no. up for, I set it up for you and you're like, no, that's yeah, totally I inaccurate. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I know that for some people, they, they, they could. For me, it was two years of like mental psychological prison yeah i mean Um, but it sounds like you were already there a little bit because i didn't know you but it sounds like you were already pretty 
you know, involved in your own art. For sure. In a yeah. way that you didn't need to pivot. Like, Right. No, no. I, I, I had made some, some inroads is not the right word, but like I, I had a, yeah. I had, I was on a road and had some momentum, if you will. And then that yeah. was gone. And only the last five or so months have I kind of come out of that and mm-hmm. been more comfortable. And like, I don't fear, I don't, I was going to say, I don't really fear like if I'm in a public space with people indoors, but I'm still hyper aware of it. Yeah. And it does kind of kill, at least for me, or it doles the ability to be fully mm-hmm. free or whatever, just right. because I'm hyper aware in the back of my mind of well, like, and here in LA, they're starting to lift the mask mandates yeah. and, and people are like, Oh, should we or should we? I'm like, I'm triple vaxxed. I'm just going to, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to pull it off, pull the bandaid off, be super uncomfortable and just run through, <laughs> run yeah. through it, you know, and just be like, you want to make out? <laughs> just, let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just kiss me. Yeah. Cause I need to get over this hump, you know, and whatever. So, yeah. Well, I, well, you and I have been planning to go get a beer or something and talk yeah. shop because we're always, we always just geek out over something while we're here on the parking lot. Yeah. Doing it's, our it's job. That we're, I think we're the only two folks doing that type of stuff. Yeah. The I think so. Is, we got a couple of musicians, but no actors really yeah. out here other than you and me at this spot. But I will say this company we work for, I've never in my life seen a, a higher concentration of improv actors. Really? <laughs> in all my li- I guess it was all Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers was of- like, hundreds of improv actors they were all there (laughs) so i'll have to introduce you to some (laughs) of the people i met but i'm gonna let you get back to work and i'm gonna go pull danny because danny is the og and i want people to meet him yes yeah thanks for coming on my show today thanks for having me. i'm gonna have another episode with just you and we're gonna talk all shop soon awesome all right Uh, or you know we've we've actually toyed with starting a podcast together so that's right i might just have to make that happen yeah i'll talk to you soon all right I have the good COVID. Danny. <laughs> uh, hey, Danny. Hi. The OG. It's you, just you and me. You also have fangs. I, d- I do have the fangs. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I love that. You, people take their masks off and you see their teeth in their mouth for the first time. Your mouth does not look like what I would have imagined it to look like. I'll just say that. But that's a creepy thing to say to someone. <laughs> um, you and I started with this company at Dodger Stadium Back in the day, like yeah, a long ago, you were you've been the, the you're in my phone is Danny Logs, wow, because Zach Zarvos uh, sent me your your contact information and it's so it's just Danny's Danny Logs, <laughs> so because you were in logistics yeah. the whole time and everything. But how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I did not think COVID would still be a thing now. <laughs> uh, well, we're working our butts off to get us out of it but um yeah you are a musician yeah i and you wrote some music based on covid and the work we do and humanitarian work and stuff but and you you write some really you know fun thoughtful songs but i mean what what would be the the genre would you call your music uh piano rock sort of like elton john but not as good I like it. I, I think I actually think you're as a lyricist because you write your own music and you write your own songs. I think you're actually better than Elton John. Oh as yeah, a li- he is not as a lyricist. Yeah, he is <laughs> well, Bernie Toppin, right? Yeah. So, so we all have our talents, and you've got yours. But yeah, you've been doing humanitarian work 
since the very, very beginning of COVID. Like, yeah. You were one of the first here at this company, I think. Uh, you were in the first wave of people. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I won't was. say that, you know, our, our little famous boss was like, Hello, Danny. Come work for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And we, uh, I started when it was a testing site. Yeah. How I started out was my friend hit me up and he said, I know you're bored tutoring at home. Uh, do you want to come down to Dodger Stadium yeah. and play, uh, well, do and a volunteer shift and play piano for people? And, you know, and I'm, I'm purposefully not saying the name of the, the company or the famous person who started because that's not what this is about. It's not no. about any of that. But we were at the, the world's largest vaccination site. And testing site. And testing site. We worked there together. And it, it was just... I think you might be the one person out here on my site now, because I'm now running this small, small site. Um, you might be the one person who has just as much reverence for just the, the the magnitude of what we've been through in these last two years as I have. Yeah. And you're, because a lot of stuff has happened in life that has nothing to do with COVID at all during COVID. And that made it harder. And you've shared some of that with me privately. And so... I just wanted to have you on the show so everybody can know you like I do because you're the you're the snow cone guy. Yeah, I you, did that Dodgers <laughs> too. You bring your you bring your snow cone machine and you every Saturday you make us snow cones and and we're always waited with ba- waiting with bated breath to find out what is the what's the flavor of the snow cones today. We've had blue raz. We've had watermelon. You got watermelon sugar high. I did. I got. I and I kind of flipped out. I got a little bit of a sugar high from the watermelon, <laughs> and I was kind of acting erratic. But I, and I just, you did crash by the end of the day. I did. I was like, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna fall asleep right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just. I love that we get to come out here and do do life with each other for a little while and, and make friends. Cause you're my friend now forever. And that's, yeah. I'm going to come to your shows. And I'm well, when I moved to Los Angeles, a problem that I had uh, moving 3000 miles away was that it was hard working full time. I was in a long distance mm-hmm. relationship and making friends as adults. That's so hard yeah. to do. Uh, especially when you're in a new city and mm-hmm. you try and then COVID happens, uh, right when you're starting to make some friends. And after that, uh, this job and the people that I met, they're some of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life and learning their stories and learning about them and the reasons why they chose mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, you can meet some fascinating peoples and to have them as friends is yeah. just wonderful. And I'm very lucky and privileged to know all of you yeah same here like i love that and and i i don't mean to put too fine a point on it but there's just something about working at the world's largest that only you and i know out yeah here. and it, it it was hard work because this is not super hard work what we're doing right now because no. the numbers are, are dropping because things are shifting but we were we were out there doing fifteen thousand tests a day yeah, and it was it was a lot, and I think the most they ever did was seventeen seventeen thousand. Yeah, I think that was like two day. days. Two, yeah. I think it was two straight days of seventeen thousand at the height when they just opened up all the tiers or something. But but how how beautiful was it though yeah. that we were giving people their lives back in a chance to survive this? Yeah, like, and that's what Charlie was just on. He he was saying that that the the science it, it, like everyone worked together to try mm-hmm. and solve this in hope 
was there. There was hope that yeah. we were getting out of this. And uh, I got my dad w- uh, collapsed at work in November of 2020, and then uh, in February of that year, I was vaccinated. And he was in the ICU for 10 days. His pulse was 23. And I got to Jeez. fly home uh, at the end of February. And at one, uh, he had gone back to work the week before. And at 1 a.m. second shift, he still wasn't allowed to drive. He expected my mom to be picking him up, but it was me. And I got to hug my dad on his birthday that, when <laughs> I didn't know if I'd ever talk to, see my dad again. That makes me so <laughs> I, I get really emotional about you because you've been through a lot. With your parents. I mean, I don't want to speak on their behalf or speak about things, but your dad had that, and now your mom's kind of going through some stuff yeah. with her health. And, like, I get really emotional about you because it just means so much to you to, to have these little moments with your parents. And without this job, I wouldn't have been able to hug my dad. Yeah. And I, I was able to do that, and it was the best hug I've ever had in my life. Oh my god. I could don't make me cry. <laughs> that it was like it was it, because we were the epicenter of the world with covid cases where, yeah. and when he was in the hospital and no he wasn't allowed visitors so I couldn't go home and I yeah. just started this job and so I went into this job was asking to work doubles just so I could help just so mm-hmm. that there could be hope just so my dad can pull through and I can give him that big hug that I got to give him. Right. I love that. And, and I just, I'm so excited to see what you're going to do next after this, because you, you've been having backyard concerts, you know, as, as the, the science and the regulation shifted to outdoor gatherings and this and that you started pretty quickly doing outdoor concerts in your backyard and bringing people together. And, and I just, I can't wait to make your own Long Island station. Right. (laughs) And, And I love that because I had a lady at Dodgers who, was like, I was dancing, I was in traffic one day, and I was, you know, the nurses, they always played all their, the good music, like yeah. the dance mix, and I was, I was just dancing, because I love to dance, and this lady, she's like, I think you're having too much fun out here, and I was like, um, really? And she goes, my husband is in the ICU right now, and it just seems disrespectful oh. that you're dancing, and I'm like, well, honestly, my dad died in September, and that's why I'm out here, so we can keep the party going. Yeah, and I was keep, like, I don't, I, I'm, like, I will pray for your husband, but I will not stop dancing like, because we've all been through we too need much. To. I would, so. uh, I would crank the Beach Boys yeah. and drop off the meals in the van I every lo- day. When you would bring, I, I loved when like, you would, it, the Beach Boys with the meals. I'm like, lunch is here. It's like when you hear Barbara <laughs> Ann, you know that you're getting a hot meal from it's from true. me. It's it, true. In those hot boxes, I loved it because we did we. They treated us well there. I, I figured out how to fit 17 of those in a van. I drove 83 miles one day in that van in that parking oh lot. Oh, my gosh. I, That's I, Like, insane. just my arms were moving in my sleep like the steering wheel was going. Well, I plan on coming to your backyard concerts because I hope Thank they'll keep you. going, even though they, they can. we can go inside again. I hope you'll still do them in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very so of you. And I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna. We're gonna have some drinks, and we're gonna do friendship for the rest of time while we're here on this rock. We do have to hug after this interview. Of course. And uh, 
another thing, I'm a huge New York Mets fan, and I worked at Dodger Stadium and flipped off the stadium every single day I worked <laughs> there. Just by, flip them off, and be like, love you for your parking lot. They, but. Well, they gave us Dodgers hats one day because Manny Moda, like, who, uh, <laughs> a pinch hitter for them in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, was there. They referenced him in the movie Airplane. I just wanted to meet Manny Moda. They gave me a Dodgers hat, and once I was asked, I stomped on it. Oh and uh, that I just I am such a Mets fan. No, no. Like, yep. Well, listen. Thank you for coming on my show today. Okay. I just needed everybody to see you and hear your voice. And and you're gonna I'm gonna have you on the show again later in the year, so we can talk about all things music and Muppets because you're a Muppets expert. And, yeah. And we're just gonna do more life, more life to come in 2022. There's more life, more music, more dancing, more hope. Now, I'm going to go try to convince Joshua and Ryan to come on the show because they're cousins. They should go together. They, I've, I've got a third mic, and I'm hoping they will come together. Ryan said he's, he's shy. That sounds darling. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Okay, I'm so excited because Ryan said he's not coming on because he's shy, and then I went and I recruited you, Josh. So here's Joshua and Ryan, the cousins. Hello. Hello. So... Y'all are y'all started working here together at our testing site, but I didn't know this till like a weekend that y'all are like cousins and best friends through yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We've yeah, he's actually technically my uncle through some weird <laughs> reason, even though we're the same age. But because him and my mom are actually cousins, but mm-hmm. we're, really? we're we're the same exact age. He's like three months older. Three, four months older. Yeah, than three, me. four months older. So, yeah. well, I was born in May. You were born in October. And yeah. you both seemed kind of shy when mm-hmm. you first started working here. And then I've started talking to y'all, and y'all are nuts. Like I've heard <laughs> some of the crazy stories. You almost like the story about you at the club. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. I won't even go into that uh-huh. because <laughs> that's not my business. But yeah. <laughs> y'all are just y'all are just so full of life and so full of joy, and y'all love to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And, you, and you're both so stylish, too, in my opinion. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> my, my sister, my sister begs to differ, but thank Does you. She, well, that's, well I, I just feel like, because y'all are both Filipino, mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like the Filipinos, they hold themselves to an incredibly high standard for their fashion and karaoke. Mm-hmm. Yes. From what I hear from you, that yep. is not me. That is your assessment, that they love karaoke. All your whole <laughs> you know, family loves karaoke. Um yeah, but it's not a party without a karaoke machine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Karaoking till 12, 12, 12 a.m. And Josh, or Ryan, you've had, you've been fielding some, you're going into engineering. Yeah, software engineering. Software engineering. And you've been fielding some pretty high profile job interviews since we got out here. Like, yeah. you've interviewed with multiple Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Since uh, we're out here, and I'm like, how is it that I'm your boss? <laughs> like, this seems so inappropriate. I have a history exactly. degree, and I'm an actor, and you're like, I'm literally gonna run the digital world one day. So remember me when you get there, okay? <laughs> remember those days I gave you off. And <laughs> no, of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's a process, you know. I it's I told my girlfriend used to work at this site, and she's like, hey, you know, I'm still in school, and I was like, hey. I kind of need, you know, I'm not that busy for this last quarter. So I was trying to find a job and she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you should, the site, you know, where we're working at, they opened back up and I was like, oh, you know, 
she was like, yeah, you should apply. And I said, okay. I applied. It was pretty, you know, pretty, pretty easy. Seemed pretty fun. Yeah. And the day of, I called my cousin Josh. I was like, hey, I think you should apply to you. Let me ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he got the day, he got the job the, and same, the same day. Y'all were put on my team. Yep. Does that feel like a big life letdown being put on my team? Oh, no, no it was a great, it was, you know, I'm saying like you're probably like one of the best boss. Thank you. Everybody, you know? did you hear that, everybody out there? <laughs> they said I'm the best boss. That I've ever been in, you know, like I've been working. Well, in, I mean, yeah. this has been such a, pl- like, I feel like I'm so lucky to have gotten y'all because y'all are hilarious. Like, I just go out because everybody sort of has their own little spots where they go. And y'all, all, y'all are just sort of in your own little world out there at the entrance mm-hmm. to greet people. I have no idea what goes on out there, but y'all seem to have a really good time mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm not there. But what about you, Josh? What do you, what is, what's your life outside of core? Uh, right now, it's just uh, I'm actually like looking more into like software engineering as well. Like oh, I've, yeah. uh, I've taken the steps with him. Smart like he, family. He, yeah, he he's like helping me. Uh, he's helping me uh, guide through the um, through the tech to the tech world. Uh-huh. So yeah, pretty much. He's, well, you got, uh, you're gonna have to get a, a big high paying job if you're gonna hope to marry your girlfriend. Yeah. Because 100%, exactly. Ryan's already given her a, oh, yeah. a ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh <my> God. <laughs> no, the, the, that explained is an inside joke that we have because Ryan, you proposed to your girlfriend while you were working here. Not like while you're working here, but you went yeah. away for the weekend and we came back and like, did she say yes? Yeah, the, she said yeah, yes. The first week that we started, I was like, that first we started on a Friday and that Saturday, I was like, hey, I need to call off. And I felt so bad because. <laughs> And I, I was like, I never met any of you guys. I'm like, I hope they don't think like I'm bailing. And I had to say, yeah, I'm gonna secure my wedding venue. I'm not sure if you remember that. And yeah. Like, well, I oh. thought you were just already engaged. Yeah. And then I said, no, I'm actually not engaged yet. But <laughs> like, really? And it's like, yeah, I'm getting engaged like two weeks. But yeah, you bought the ring, and we we were just all waiting to see you yeah. know how it went and everything. And then, um, I was talking to Joshua, and I was like, y'all are y'all are cousins or or you know nephew and uncle and everything and i and he's and i said are you dating anyone and joshua he goes yeah i'm dating don't listen i'm dating (laughs) i'm dating my girlfriend you know we've been together actually um you what was it you said me and ryan have been together with or the same girl yeah me and ryan have been with the same girl for five years and i'm like (laughs) the same girl well ryan just bought her an engagement (laughs) ring so i think you're done like i think you're losing this battle here It was, oh, it was a common mistake, you know. I have stuttering <laughs> issues, like, so no, 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 no. I've been with the same girl, and he's been with the same girl. <laughs> so, but yep. now I'll never let you live it down that y'all are you, yep. that Ryan is engaged to your girlfriend. <laughs> so oh, and you need was, to step you know. it up with a better job and a ring because she's already got. A, he's fielding Fortune 500 jobs, Jump. and he put a ring on it. Yep. So you're pretty much losing this battle. Yep. So. But you know that's why I always look up to him. He's a great cousin. <laughs> Even though, you know, we're dating the same you're girl. Dating the same girl. <laughs> are you gonna move to? Are you gonna move to Michigan with them too? No, <laughs> I'm actually planning on moving to Vegas. So. Oh yeah, yeah I could see you taking over the Vegas, Vegas trip. Yeah, 100. percent You like, look like all of a sudden. I don't know if I just missed it, but all mm-hmm. of a sudden you started, you started dressing like like a baller, <laughs> like literally like you're okay. wearing all black, track suits, gold chains, and I'm like. Who are you? Is this you outside of this place? Because you were just kind of, you were just kind of quiet, and then you quiet. just rolled up with 
you know, Paco Rabanne or whatever you're wearing, whatever that <laughs> scent is. I mean, <laughs> you're just, just you know, swagger. like I just wake up, you know, and then I just see whatever I want to wear, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just wear this out. Why not? <laughs> this is why I waited to put you two on the end because y'all bring me such joy, and I'm so happy that I met you guys, and I'm so happy that I was able to be your boss. I appreciate and be a tyrant. It. I sometimes scream at you just because I'm bored. <laughs> you scare me too. I, oh my god, scaring <laughs> yeah. you is the most fun I ever have on this site. I sneak up behind you all the time, <laughs> and then I get right in your ear and I go, "What are you doing?" And you jump out of your yeah. skin like a cat who just saw a ghost. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> like, but I like actually getting scared. But it, I, I'm like, I'm a jumper, so you know, I will like spaz out if if, if, I, if a jump scare happens anything in person in the movie theater that sounds like a house. challenge if ever i saw one i'm gonna <laughs> in the in the evening meeting today i'm gonna challenge everyone to scare you next week <laughs> can i do that sure okay, <laughs> yes. okay. So, it's gonna be a challenge because we you know we're in an open space but People Listen, probably I get creative. It. I did <laughs> it. I did it without any trouble. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on my show, guys. I just wanted to introduce everybody to the people that I share my days with, and mm-hmm. I hope that you had fun being on our show. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Awesome. I'll, I'll have you, you back too. Yeah, Maybe I'll yeah, have you for back. Sure. Well, that's just a little bit of my team here on my site, my testing site. But I really just wanted to show everybody the people I'm working with every day, and show people some of the joy that I have and the conversations that I have on a daily basis with these people because that's what this whole show is all about. Me sharing the conversations I'm having on a daily basis and letting it inspire people to, you know, take action and do things in their own lives. And I'm just really proud of the work we do out here and I'm proud of the friendships I've made. Um, So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this little peek into my life and if you would like to rate and subscribe and review this show on any of the your favorite podcasting platforms please do so because it helps people find us and if you want to follow me on instagram do so at kyle l henderson and i hope everybody has a wonderful wonderful weekend bye